everyone. Day nine of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. You may have noticed we had a different tune opening things up. That was Title and Registration by Death Cab for Cutie, written by a one Ben Gibbard, who you may have noticed over the first eight days of this production. Chris and I have been talking about his daily YouTube streams, and he's been playing an hour an hour a day ever since all this quarantine business started. And uh, he played that one, I think, not tonight. He, he played it last night. Well, as we're recording this, I'm not going to do the math for you. And uh, I was just thinking, man, these YouTube shows he's doing or Instagram Live or wherever you're watching it, I have tuned into them every day. They have been absolutely uh, just um, beneficial and uh, enriching to my spirit in the midst of this lockdown. So I thought, Hey, why not? You know, today as I'm cutting the show together, I'll put that at the start of the show for everybody to enjoy. Chris McEwen. Welcome, up, to, welcome to day nine. How are you? For, for those that don't, that do listen to my other podcast, golf origin stories, you know, that Bill's basically stealing my bit because I open every episode with a different song and talk about it. But well, to your point, go ahead. <laughs> I edit the podcast, this podcast, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to listen. I saw that he was doing um, a specific era last night or yesterday or whenever it was. And uh, it, it piqued my interest because that is like, that's that's wheelhouse death cab for cutie. Like that, that 2000, whatever it was, 2004 to 2007 or something. But it was, it was... Um, Transatlanticism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the album before that? Um, had the, uh, oh, what's the album before it? Had, well, that was um, the one, right? Wasn't that like, all right, they're no longer the indie band and that was their first major label and that, or that got them the major label or something like that. I want to say, yeah. I want to say it was their last indie album and yeah. it had a bunch of commercial success, success, Plans. success. Yeah, and then plans came after it was the first major label one, and that's the one that had, you know, a bunch of other songs that blew up. A little one called oh. "I Will Follow You Into the Dark." Yeah, everyone knows that one. But like what Sarah said, I think so that's good. Plans. Oh my god, that song is so good. Hospital reeked of piss in four oh nine. Like wow, yeah. that's exactly what a hospital smells like. Love is watching someone die. That's yeah. the like the lot like oh. God. Yeah, that one hit. Who's gonna that, watch you die, right? That's when he that's when he starts asking and fading away who's gonna watch you die. Like he damn, he, damn, he played man. it. He played it. He played Did it he on, really? on that uh that night, that era. He played that. Oh my god. And then I'm trying to think of the I can't exactly remember the running order on that album. And uh shortly thereafter he hits you with Brothers on a Hotel Bed. Yeah. And I'm like, God, yeah. stop it, Ben. You're yeah. killing me. He didn't yeah. play Brothers on a Hotel Bed on that episode. No, I should say that evening. But he did. He played it a few days before. And it's like, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it was a big deal. He opened the 2004 to 2007 or whatever stream playing the title track of Transatlanticism. Transatlanticism. And he usually plays it. It's a it's a piano song. And he played it mm-hmm. on guitar. And he's like, oh, I don't really. I think that might be the first time I've ever done that. And I was like, you know. <laughs> these guys these ultra talented guys man. yeah and it's not easy and he played like he has a very i mean it's not like 
Jimmy Page is going to sit there and go, oh, wow, that's really complicated playing. Yeah. But it's just very the way he voices his chords and what have you is very unique. It's signature to him. And uh, you can't just sit down and play like he does. So to take yeah. his for him to take his little piano bit that is very his style and then transcribe it into guitar that easily. Well, I assume that easily. God, God knows what he put into it. Right. He did comment tonight. He goes, this has been interesting. Um, oh, this is me of another callback we can do here. First point. Uh, he goes, a lot of these songs coming up. I, you know, while I wrote all these, I, I these are my songs. I don't remember them all. Yeah. So I'm looking them up online. I'm reading lyrics and go, well, that's definitely not the lyric. I, I remember well <laughs> enough to know that. And he's like, it fascinates me that it's out. These songs are well documented out in the world with the lyrics having been provided from me at some point, And yet people still have it wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's talking about how he's watching YouTube videos to relearn these songs and things like that. <laughs> I thought it was crazy. And then um, he, on tonight's stream, he played a song that was on a five song EP forever ago uh, called stay young, go dancing. Okay. It's a, it's apparently a, you know, modern era, or I should say post, post uh golden era death cab hit all the fans love it and he doesn't play it though he never plays it and it will you know when it comments like why is that i never i mean i know he doesn't but i've never really understood that and what do they say because it's a song he wrote about his ex-wife so oh, really? chanel who we covered yeah. episodes ago my girl yeah let's not even go down though what's that guy's name the actor you said that's really good on that show um, there was two Nick, of them that we talked about. Yeah, Nick Miller is Jake Johnson. I'm not kidding you. Two days ago, I saw like a you know, random blog popped up about how he's in something else right now, and they're like, "Is he the best actor of all time?" And I'm like, "Wow, whoa! It's amazing how life just comes at you in waves <laughs> wow. like this." Yeah, I mean, he's a good actor, but usually he plays kind of the same guy. Well, at least he's been on two shows. He's on he's on a new show again. I can't Stumptown, and he kind of plays the same part, but whatever. Well, don't worry. I didn't. I didn't read the blog, so I couldn't. I couldn't tell you any of the points made. And it was. I mean, it was supposed to be a satirical, jokey blog, but yeah. I just have you seen? Uh, have you ever seen Death Cab live? I saw him a good, good few times way back in the day. Okay, and then it. I kind of went into. Um, I grew up, and I don't mean that it's it's going to sound real douchey, but like. I'm not looking to put skinny jeans and black frame glasses. Like he grew up. He's right, not. Right. He's not. 2005. Right. Right. And so when right. you go and see them now and it's like all the 2005 Ben Gibbard stands show up. I'm like, I'm just I'm, I'm not this. And I don't know. I'm good here. No, I like I watch them. I watch their live stuff on a you know current live stuff on a regular basis on YouTube. Yeah. And there is not to go deep into death camp history, but Chris Walla left the band. Right. Uh, I want to say it was after they finished uh, recording he, Kintsugi. Okay. And he didn't tour with them. And he, so he put his new band, basically a half and band in place to replace Chris Walla. And they're good. They're very good. It's just, I feel like that scene has passed me by. And you know what? I'm okay with that. He and Walla during title registration would trade off instruments. Yeah. 
Well, the way, yeah, the way he would do it, Ben Gibbard would start playing the like drum pads. Yeah. Chris Wall would be carrying all the weight on the guitar stuff. And then Chris Wall would put his guitar down, go play the big piano part in it. Right. And Ben Gibbard would play guitar. We'll yeah. Play guitar. Yeah. And then I think they hit a point where we're like, eh, that's a lot of work. That's yeah, not I think necessary. I think once Walla left, they stopped because they just got a bigger band. Like Gibber just got a so are you a are you a postal service guy too then? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. That's such a great album. My he kids did. love that album because I just tra- I played it over and over and over again. Just drove it into their skulls. Yeah. He um he's been doing some postal service on these shows. He did an acoustic version of Sleeping In that was pretty good. I mean, most of this stuff. Not all of it, but most of it, it's like if you've looked up any Ben Gibbard solo stuff, you've, I mean, you've seen him do such great heights acoustic. You've seen Sleeping, yeah. you've seen it before. I used to do a cover of Such Great Heights too. Oh man, I bet it was awesome. We did, the, my old band did like a full band cover and it was great. Oh, okay. It was really fun because we kind of made it our own and it was kind of more electric. And Did you guys have the least signature like key synth part in it? No. That, or whatever we, that we sample on, is? We played on an electric my my uh my guitarist did that piece and i played i played the like the i played cowboy chords on an acoustic and then he would do the uh the kind of that whatever that sound and shape was with his electric interesting and then we would like when he hit when they hit that um that last chorus i think we would just like go I wonder how so many Death fun. Cab for Cutie fans we actually have and how many <laughs> people are just been like, screw this. I'm not if listening. If you're not a fan, go listen to go listen to plans and go listen to Transatlanticism. Trans Atlanticism, whatever you want to call it. Close close enough. We're just yeah. gonna let you have it. And uh and and you'll be a fan. You can stop after that probably. And then you're like, oh, I know this song. And when you hear yeah. I will follow right. you into the dark. Anybody, everybody, everybody who's like 35 to or 20, nah, let's say 30 to 40 is like, oh, my God, I asked my girlfriend to marry me to that song. Oh, we, we <laughs> oh, had our first kiss to, to that song. <laughs> I put it on my mixtape. Uh, music, man. I could talk music all day if you want. No, I don't want right. to. Uh, what else you want to talk about? Last thing I'll leave you with is. Have you ever seen that video of them doing brothers on a hotel bed with the girl from churches singing with them? The girl from where? Churches. That band churches. No. Scottish. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you have to look that up when you're done. It's pretty okay. good. Um, all right. Hey. So do you remember last show when I was talking about my golfing instructor, Andy Gorman, doing a live stream yeah. on I missed Friday? This yeah. Yeah, I didn't say he was doing one today. He did one today. So I yeah, got he off did my the, meeting. The putting, the putting one today? Yeah, yeah. And I tuned yeah. into it. And it was uh, it was fascinating. I don't think I have putting issues, but and I missed the first half of it. But there were in, it was a good handful of things where I'm like, this would just be a great list of like bullet point tips. Just, hey, do this. Look at that. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's just such a likable guy. And the way he conveys information is so easy to digest and so clear to understanding. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it today. But the good news is, as I sent him the link early this morning, and he said, he's wrote me back. He's like, oh, I have to check it out after my stream today. I'm like, wait, what? I thought your stream was on Friday. That's what the link said. 
He goes, yeah. oh, no, I'm doing one today. And I go, that's right. He did say one tomorrow. I didn't figure that out when I clicked the link. But anyway, he's doing another one Friday. And, I, and apparently he said on the thing, he goes, maybe I'll do these things like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We got nothing else to do. Mine as well. Yeah. Um, so what cool. he does it was a nice little way yeah. as long as, you know, if you don't have any work stuff interfering, a nice little way to break up your morning. I enjoyed he's, it. Uh, he's doing chipping on Friday. I think I saw that. That's uh, what what the guy, our guy who treats us as a package deal, he uh, <laughs> he he pointed out that he thinks he's going to do chipping stuff or wedge stuff on Friday. Yeah, okay. it's funny in the in the portion of the live feed where people are asking questions, a lot of you know putting technical questions. So I just wrote, "Hey, will you do any of these for some wedge stuff uh, for those of us that are really fighting it?" And he sees it, he's like. <laughs> I don't think it registered very. He's like range heroes. Are you, will you do wedge lessons for those of us? And then it's like registering with them that, Oh, I know who this is. Those of us who are really fighting it. You're not fighting it anymore. You're on your way. You're in good shape. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm like, thanks Andy. You're giving me hope. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. Like this is him in a nutshell where even like sit, I could still be fighting it. Oh, I'm, we'll get on to, into that in a second. I could still be fighting it for all I know. But because like him just saying, I've seen the video. You're not. I go, you know what? I'm really not. You're right. 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 And that, I mean, when you have a mental issue in golf, that goes a long way. Oh, yeah. By the way, I want to point out we haven't had any coronavirus talk or anything related to it to start this show. And I think I'm just going to keep it that way today because I can't. I like it. Yeah. I can't freaking talk about it. I'm I'm taking a couple day break. I just. So much I could talk about. I'm going off, I just, but I'll go off the rails. I got to reel it in. So, yeah, anyway, Andy Gorman Live was good. Reminder, Friday, he's doing it again. At let's throw, uh, let's throw his, Instagram, his Instagram. Yeah, his Instagram tag in the description. So people that's can a, that's find a good him. idea. We will do that. Thanks, man. I mean, if only you thought of editing title and registration into this, the guys <laughs> thought of. <laughs> Uh, hey, want some news? Some golf news? Yeah, and it's by golf news. I mean, as far as our world's concerned, okay. Your vintage irons came in today. Yes, yes. And uh, I, well, you knew this. Here's the big news I have to tell you. Uh, so, do you remember? Yeah, you teased me about this today, right? Yeah, I'm like, hey, look at these clubs, and you're like, yep, I do want those. Tell your guy I'll buy them. I said, okay, cool. What we failed to realize, even though he, when we say we, mostly me and probably just me, uh, when he listed them, he clearly indicated they are two through nine and a sandwich, not a pitching uh, wedge. <laughs> Here's the okay. thing. But I at first I was like, you know, but I've noticed this happens a lot with these old sets. And then I did some thinking, and here's why I'm a really huge golf guy. And I'm going to, well, I think I got a lot to learn in this vintage golf gear. Yeah. I'm going to give everyone a little bit of a history lesson that may not know this. I mean, there's people. Class is in session, everyone. Class is in session with Uncle Bill. (laughs) And I know there's plenty of people who do know this, but there's something you have to remember in a two through nine set from like the 60s, especially blades. A two iron in 1962 it really has like the same loft uh, yeah i thought that's where you're going of today's three and a half four iron yeah 
So your nine iron is probably going to be closer to a pitching wedge and that sand wedge. Oh, it's a sand wedge. Right now. I don't know. We could check them on the loft line machine that I have in my garage. We could figure that out. But the reality is two through nine probably covers the, the vintage loft right. range and yep. distance gaps just fine. Oh my God. I can't wait to play them. Yeah. And I will tell you yeah. this, this is a douche move. I'm not proud of this, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm glad I did it. Okay. I had, I brought your clubs outside so I could take a nice picture in the sun and send it to you. And they weren't very good pictures anyway, but my son was out playing and he goes, you want to play golf? And I'm like, no, 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 I got to go work. He's like, can you just play golf a little bit? I said, okay. So he runs and gets his golf club. Yeah. And I took the sand wedge to chip, chip a few balls around. Okay. Mind you, this is a guy with the wedge chips, not very confident in it. Right. With a 1962 sand wedge with like the sharpest leading edge and no bounds. Right. Yeah. Um, This thing's awesome. Really? <laughs> They're just little, like, really? just little, you know, bloop, little yeah. pops of the golf ball, just bloop right over that bush. It was with real <laughs> golf balls too. It was fantastic. Great. So, oh my God. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. You can hit him, man. Have at it. You probably want to put new grips on them, by the way. Well, you've they, got like, you've got bins and bins over there, don't you? So do you. <laughs> and Mister, oh, I don't remember. What I was, uh, got a lot of lambkin stuff on the way. I think. Now you don't. <laughs> Coronavirus, bitch. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah, that's just gonna be my recommendation. I mean, I'll let you choose, but I'd throw those things like a friggin' javelin. Uh, or I don't know. You don't swing a javelin. You get the point. Uh, if I tried to swing them on a golf oh, course. You're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So they're cool though. They're super cool. I also yeah. had the, those head covers come in today that you made me talk about a couple episodes ago. Yeah. They look good. Really I, good. I didn't think they'd be that great, but I, I have uh I have like a, a Jones, you know, one of those a vintage style Jones carry bag. And yeah. I have all my old clubs in there and I threw the, my vintage clubs, I should say, to differentiate between old shit laying around and right, then right. my cool, valuable, cool yeah, vintage. Yeah, all valuable, maybe not. But I put these two old head covers on the on my two Ben Hogan Woods, and I'm like, oh god, this look is awesome. <laughs> it's like I don't even want to play. I just want to carry the bag over my shoulder and just walk around the course and be like, oh hey, right. you guys are getting 18 in today. Like, do you just walk around and talk? Yeah, driving range hero, obviously. You want to look at my clubs? Yeah, check out these clubs. Do you have these? I didn't think so. <laughs> I'll make up all these stories about it. Like, well, I have one club that actually has a cool story to the rest of it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, these were actually um, these were actually from Mr. Hogan's special reserve uh, group <laughs> of clubs. That, uh, they didn't make the cut. He, they, he didn't use them, but they were in the small batch that was made just for him. Yeah. That's don't right. Google it. You don't need to Google it. That's don't right. see if that's a true story ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think he used these. That. I think he used these to win the, you know, 1968 right. U S open. Like, well, one, right. he didn't know he didn't win the 68 U S open Two, You said these were from 73. Oh, maybe it was a 73 U S open. I don't know. Don't Google it. <laughs> these are the ones that he used at, right after his car crash to win the open. Yep. Mm-hmm. That it was. Prove me wrong. Prove me yeah, wrong. Do it, but don't Google to prove me wrong. 
If you have a VHS tape, the old way you settled a barroom argument, if you have a VHS tape at your house and you go home and you fast forward or rewind to the exact spot and then bring it to me and I'll look. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, don't. You can't get to prove it the right way. It's like Wikipedia or Wikipedia. I will believe that. It's the right, other of course. source of truth in the world. Right. So what's going on with you, man? So you got a nice delivery today. I did. My uh, my my shipment of alcohol arrived finally after a week. Showed up. <laughs> Does not make us sound pathetic at all that that's a big deal. <laughs> I know. But still, it came in. It's glorious. I'm having my, my double-oaked bourbon as we speak. Mm. It's quite nice. So, uh, yeah. The wife had a Sophie tonight before bed. So before bed, all is right. Well, she had like, yeah, before bed. I mean, you know, well, yeah, she's, she's long asleep by now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I told me she's, uh, yeah, she'll go to bed early type early to bed, early to rise. And she won't go to the Sycamore Speedway with us. She would not go to Sycamore. The other thing I did today mm. was purchased, uh, a season's worth. I hope it's a season's worth of golf balls. Oh yeah, what'd you get? Yeah, yeah, my Bridgestones. What what they're, what they're, are your Bridgestones? There's models and types. XS. We've oh yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. Yep, dude, we have talked every day <laughs> for fourteen days straight, and had jobs that are sucking our brains dry. I don't remember. I actually probably would remember alarmingly too much of our conversations. Right. But this one. (laughs) You don't don't remember the mundane fact of what golf ball I play? I will not be held accountable for it. I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. God. But yeah, Bridgestone was doing a three for one today. So I was like, all right. Three for me. Buy three, get one free. Yeah, buy three, get four. Because I would love to get three for the price of one. Oh, is that what I said? No, get three. Yeah, buy three, get one. Sorry. No. I had something else. Oh, speaking of getting getting your alcohol today. So we have a like craft cocktail bar in our town, which is very on brand. Um, but you live in the West Loop? Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I do live in what I, I think I've said to you before. I had I have heard affectionately referred to as the Bucktown of the suburbs. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And um, yeah, so we have this craft cocktail bar that came in in like the last year or so. And credit to them. It's like, it's awesome. It's so good. And um, I think, I think they do pretty well and they do, you know, like mixology class and stuff. It's a cool okay. place. That's cool. Um, so, right. Oh, essential services liquor stores can stay open. Well, they're a bar and they're not while they have a restaurant or they have food licenses and stuff. You, you can go there and get things to snack on and yeah, but that's they, not where you're going. Like you, I, I guess, I don't know. I think you can go stuff like you could go there and sufficiently eat enough to feel full. Like, okay. You could get stuff, Okay, but it's not, yeah, it's definitely not like, I'm going to go get a steak kind of thing. It's there because it's a craft cocktail bar. Well, they went, we're just going to do cocktails to go. And they 
package them so they make you know whatever however many batches and they jar them and then they vacuum seal them in bags and you so you just order online and be like i will take uh they have one named after dr steve brule the greatest doctor of all time where's he during the coronavirus (laughs) for those that don't know that was a character from the tim and eric awesome show on adult swim two nights in a row talking about adult swim the deep cut yeah and then he got his own spinoff show called Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule, and it is a character played by John C. Riley. John C. Riley in interviews will never acknowledge he is Steve Brule. It's he talks about him like he's an independent person he is aware right. of. Right. It's so funny. Um, so great. Yeah, they have a cocktail named after him, so that was exciting. What's in that cocktail? I don't remember. Oh. I could I could look it up, but I feel like at that point, it's a it's essentially like a lemony gin and tonic okay and it was delightful did you go and pick one up we got i got that i got two old fashions for my parents nice i picked up a manhattan i mean i just like kind of a little stocking up and then they had uh like a reserved old-fashioned with all the fancy burton it was like mixing fancy bourbons or maybe it wasn't i don't know either way it was, you know, more premium stuff. So I got one of those. Yeah. Still save that one. Um, and then I got one that was like a, a play off of an old fashioned. It was it had more orange liqueurs and things in it. It was pretty good. And then um, my wife got something else fancy that I don't remember what it is and didn't even look. <laughs> but yeah, and then. I posted on my barbecue Instagram. I'll just leave it at that. And they replied. They're like, you should get this. They have one that's like steak something. I go, ah, that sounds terrible. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. But it's probably awesome. I, I got to tell you everything. Everything I've ever had there has been delicious. So I, I love it. Nice. I love it. It's such a nice little like, man, I'm down in the basement quarantined all day. I feel like I'm going to blow my brains out. I'm going to go order <laughs> order a cocktail to go for curbside pickup. Oh, that's why they jar it and vacuum seal it. So when you drive away, it's not an open container. Right. Not because they've, of like, oh, freshness coronavirus. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that plays they've a thought role. of everything. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, they, same thing. They're not a, they aren't a bar as far as we're concerned right now. So they were selling off like all their homemade, syrups and other things they would mix into make cocktails. Okay. So you could go like a whole giant bottle of it. They would have for like a night of service or a night or two of service, right? For like $20. Oh man. It's cool. cool. I, I, my, my worry is I I texted a buddy who's familiar with them as well. I'm like, it's kind of sad when you see everything they're selling because it's, it feels very like fight or flight. And you're like, God, I hope, I hope they're just trying to survive. Right. Yeah. But anyway, cocktails to go. And they're, I mean, like high end premium cocktails. It was awesome. That is awesome. Nice. So that's my night. Any, uh, any other, uh, things you want to cover? Um, I feel like we get, we're a little too easy today and you know, we don't have the edge or the humor that, and we gave everybody (laughs) a 15 minute expose on Ben Gibbard and death cab for cutie. I feel like in the description, we need to say, look, this is going to go deep skip the first 15 minutes if you want right right um i don't think so you know tonight bill 
at 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, the the album that everyone has been waiting for will drop. Is that tonight? That is tonight. That is Pearl Jam Gigaton. Such a Coming bad. It's such a bad title. How dare you, sir? I, I'll say it, dude. Look up, look up what Gigaton is. Look it up. I know up. what. I know we've talked about it. It's just it's such a bad. So it's bad. a very see to me. It's it fits there. It fits. I know. I know. They've been, you know they've go, been like that for years. Go watch our YouTube show and let Chris talk about this. And I'm I'm less negative about it i'm a big hey let bands grow and you know they've played they have played jeremy seven billion times i don't hold it against them for being like you know what i don't want to play that song every single time i'm gonna play something different yeah what was ah man i always forget the name of the town i'm gonna take you and you're you're gonna you will change your mind about that band what's it what's it a change i like them yeah, but you don't really like them because I, even Jeremy live, like you'd be, it's no, I'm not. I like Jeremy. I'm good with Jeremy. I'm saying if I'm those guys, oh, it's like, right. like me with Noel Gallagher and Wonderwall, if he never plays that song again, I can't say I don't understand. Right. You know what song? I didn't I think got enough, it, man. So good. What song did I get enough credit? The lead single off of the album Backspacer, The Fixer. It's a good, yeah, it's a good one. I thought that's a good little track. It's a good one. I mean, no, it's not even flow. No, nothing, see, nothing will be ever be even flow. Right. But, nothing ever, but it, yeah, it's a good I one. I accept that. I go, hey, yeah. I'm okay with this in circa yeah. 2009, 10, whatever right. it was. Yeah. That there was, uh, one, there was a song today. I actually heard it on the radio, or maybe it was yesterday, of theirs. And I can't, I know the song. I can't think of the name though. I suppose I could look it up. And I was like, sing it. To me, sing it. I don't know the words. And <laughs> I'm like, I didn't like this song then. And I don't like it now. Like it's just, but I could see like a Pearl Jammer being like, no, it's really good here. See this. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's not. It's exactly how that would go. Let me explain to you, Bill, about this song. And what it means, and what it's about, and where it's from. The worst. That's music. what we. That's what we would do. <laughs> the world the fans worst do. music fans in the world, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, and pet I people do love it, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Man, my brother does. Do you know what's, you know what's funny? funny? Your brother does. Is he younger <laughs> than you? Yeah, he's younger than you. Yeah, yeah, explains it. So, Ten was their first album, right? Correct. I mean, they had plenty of decent songs post 10. But if you look at the track sure. listing of 10. It's absurd. Well, and it's like. Uh, so Oasis had the same problem. My favorite band in their first couple albums and then spending all their songs on B sides. And you're like, what? Wow, that could you could have had yeah. three albums of hit singles with your yep. B sides. But you look at this, this track listing and you go. How did they ever? How did they ever make it out of the first album? Like they should have just been done. Yeah, and it would have been quite the accomplishment. But like, well, they released a bunch of bangers and spent every cent of that they had, and never had a good album again. Like it would have been reasonable to happen. Right. 
No, they released, they had uh, two more platinum albums after that. Yeah, but they weren't, they weren't that album. That album. I don't know, man. Vitology was like. Yeah, I'm looking at Vitology right now. Vitology was real good. And they, you know, they, I mean, that had Better Man on it, Nothing Man. It had Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town. It had. Controversy. I'm not into Better Man. Really? Interesting. They wanted to give that song away, and the, the record label was like, absolutely not. They're like, they wanted to like put it on a B side or donate it to, you know, donate the sales to charity or something. They're like, no, no, no. You're going to put that out. Yeah, second that song album. Out. That second album was so good, too. Versus. Yeah. Is it Versus? Animal versus. Okay. Originally called Five Against One, but they renamed it to Versus. Oh, but yeah. Deep, deep knowledge there. Thanks for education. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That had elderly woman on it, right? I'm, I'm mistaken. Vitology, I don't think had elderly woman. You're right. Track ten for those yeah. listening at home. It's elderly woman behind the counter in a small town, written long, by Ed, Edward Vedder. In the Pearl Jam catalog. Is it really? Yeah, that's the no, the longest name of the Pearl Jam. Oh, oh, oh it's like it's, it's a no. They've had much longer songs than elderly woman. Three minutes and fifteen seconds, according yeah. to Wikipedia. It's yeah. not that bad, bro. No, no. All right, look. We've done we've done <laughs> our audience dirty tonight. Too much music talk. Look, you know what? Sometimes hey, you talk about the music fans out there. They'll find it. If you, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> if you watch our YouTube show, we are known for being a show sometimes about golf. And look, this is what's keeping us alive during the coronavirus quarantine. So sorry, we music talked you yeah, so other, much. Other golf pe- podcasts are talking about their favorite college basketball players. So we're not alone. Other golf podcasts are the worst. And we're not far behind. So, depending on who you are, you would argue we are the worstest. And I would wear that badge. <laughs> on so that funny. note, thank you for listening to the worstest podcast about in golf. And we look forward to recording another one for you to listen to tomorrow. Chris, it's been a pleasure. I will talk to you soon. Good night. Bye, everyone. Disappointment and regret.